Hi, welcome to Craft Beer Bucket List with Big Ray and Mike, where we review beers you have to try before you die. All right, welcome to Craft Beer Bucket List. This is our summer kickoff special. This is Mike. I've got Big Ray, and we'll introduce our special guest, but Ray... First, tell us what beers we're going to be drinking, yo. Mike, I would love nothing more than to tell you about the beers we'll be drinking tonight. Awkward <clears throat> silence. But anyway, oh, that was fantastic. But tonight we've got two beers lined up, Mike. We've got the Tiny Bomb from Wiseacre and also Ghost Rivers Riverbank Red. Another solid lineup. Oh, my goodness, man. What? It's like my thing. I have to say it. Yeah. All right. I well, think I stole it from you, even. You, you may have. I mean, I don't know. Like all good things, you just steal from your best friend. Hey, you know, if you can't be good, be good at it. So, Ray, we've got a special guest today. We um, do. And when I say special, I don't mean in quotations special. I meant like uh, she's sincerely a good person. I like her. Um. Well, she may be special. I, eh, we'll, we'll let her decide. Um, so who we have, we have, and, and I'm, I'm going to do a short introduction then I'll let her like say whatever she wants to say. Um, she promised us she would, she would, uh, keep it PC. So we're not going to promise that overall, but Italy, <laughs> La Dusser is a councilwoman from Berea, Kentucky, um, which Berea is like, uh, 10 minutes down the road from where, I, where I'm at. Uh, I, I've, I've followed Emily's political career uh, over the last couple uh, years-ish, um, and I'm very impressed with her. Um, I, I, not beyond, you know, some political things I agree with. I just, I just enjoy interacting with her. I think she's a good person, uh, and you know, I'm going to try to uh, always keep up with her. Uh, I think everybody at this point, not everybody, I, I, maybe I should say it. I, I'm leaving Kentucky. Um, you know, I've, I've go, going to uh, start a new chapter, but uh, I want to continue uh, following her and supporting her. And I think she stands for a lot of good things. Um, she got her master's degree from EKU, where I work right now. And she's the mother of two fine young men, cute little guys. Uh, I can't say little guys, they're young men. Um, but anyway, Emily, welcome to the show. Glad to have you. Um, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much. I'm really happy to be on this podcast with you all. I've got Yay. something else for you, Emily. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, dove right in. Wait, does that mean I get to do mine? Yeah, do yours. Absolutely. Okay, let's see if we can hear it. Yes. Did you hear it? Absolutely. It's glorious. It wasn't as good as yours, but it was pretty solid. I don't. It, so we always say that, but they all when we when we go to post, they all sound pretty good. Nice. Do they yeah. sound as good as this one though? Oh, that was weak. Yeah, it was pretty weak. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't want to steal all your thunder. Aww. Thank you. Yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Emily one, Mike two, Ray three. Hey, that's all right. Yeah. As I've long as you all sound good. Something. Yeah. <laughs> we all placed. 
<laughs> oh my. Nobody gets fourth place in our podcast. Absolutely nope. right. So, uh, Emily, um, when when we started talking about this, um, I remember you saying that you're not very well versed on craft beer. You usually, you know, your adult beverages are of other types, wine and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And we were joking before we got on here that this can be your conversion therapy, right? So you're going to con- <laughs> you're going to convert you to craft oh beer. <laughs> hey, you know what? You know what? She, she said it was okay, so uh, you know I'm going to go with go with it. Um, but so so what we do is is we we talk a little bit about the beer and we talk to a little each other, give each other a hard time here and there. But what I'll what I'll do is well. Uh, while Ray's talking about the beer and the stuff like that, I think Emily and I should take a couple of drinks. Absolutely. And he, and while you're doing it, you can pray the Cabernet away for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we, we all cracked open our Wiseacre Tiny Bomb. So, uh, and, and mine was the tiniest. Oh, Ray, there's a joke there that I'm not going to make. I left, I left the door wide open. Whomever so chooses to walk through may. Um, that was too easy. Was re- it was. I was referring to the can opening bit, but I realized quickly that, oh, that could have been bad. So thank you for being friendly. <laughs> and so but the Tiny Bomb uh, is an American Pilsner. You know, again, made by Wiseacre. It's a brewery out of Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, the beer is made with German Pilsner malt and is spiked with local wildflower honey. Oh. So there's definitely, uh, we're looking for delicate herbal aromas, uh, you know, smooth, you know, pale lager flavors and, uh, Shazam, you know, tiny, tiny bomb. <laughs> Shazam. Isn't that a movie? Kazam. Uh, you know, no. Actually, it's not. You know, there's a whole thing. I recently spent, wasted many hours last week actually reading about this. It's not a movie. It doesn't exist. Okay. I thought it was a movie called Shazam. I'm sorry. Dude, I, I know. Kazam. It's Kazam with Shaq, right? Yeah. There, yes, correct. There is a Kazam with Shaq. The whole thing with Shazam was supposed to have been with um, Sinbad, where he played a genie, and it actually doesn't exist. There's a whole bunch of, of stuff that I was just blown away by the science behind it and like um, like group hallucination type stuff where all of us that grew up in the 90s supposedly saw saw this or it existed. And I was convinced that it did until I read that I was wrong. Hold on. I'm Googling it right now. Yeah, please, <laughs> please do that. Shazam uh, is a 2019 American superhero film based on DC comic character. Yeah, we were, we were talking about the, the. I was talking specifically about the '90s movie, you know, that that was supposedly starred Sinbad. But yeah, something was made in 2019 called Shazam. Y'all um, are killing me. But yeah, <laughs> all right. So Shazam is is fake. Unfortunately, the '90s movie that that we all thought we remembered. But anyway, hey, just we have just the link to prove it. <laughs> Hell yeah, yeah I did. I, you know what? Receipts. I love it. Yeah. I, you know, so 
uh, I like I like this beer. It's got. I'm gonna you know sh- slightly shift over back to the beer. Um, yeah. I like the beer. Um, I'm not gonna say it's so. I'm gonna say right up front that I like that it's a mild, easy drinking beer. It reminds me a lot of like a Stella type beer, and it, overall. It's got the very soft, light feel in your mouth, right? It's that light herbal character, um, light maltiness, real, real light maltiness um, as far as the taste. And, uh, you know, it's a very little bit of an herbal aftertaste going on. Um, But overall, I'll be honest, it's drinkable. I could drink several of these, but this doesn't stand out to me. So what I'm going to say is, is I like it. I would have liked it to give me a reason to really like it. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, it, it does. So, I mean, I, I mean, I'll drink it. I, I think it's a fine tasting beer. I just was hoping it was going to be a little bit, I don't know, a little bit more spice. Cause it talked about that, right? Like it spiked. I was hoping it would be spiked a little bit more. I don't know. It says it says pow and shazam. And, I get what you're saying. You know, it's very I get drinkable. What you're though. saying there's a whole bomb. I mean, it's top. It's tiny bomb. That's the name of it, right? It's got the bomb yeah. on the. I love. Here's what I love about craft beers: is the cans and all the artistic design on them these days are just beautiful. And I feel like the design on this can is more interesting than the flavor. Ooh, you know what? I'm so I'm sitting here looking at it as you're talking about it, and I'm gonna agree. I think the, I think the design on this is pretty cool. It looks like a bomb floating around in ramen noodles. <laughs> we we all love ramen noodles. It, it, I do. does now that you say it. <laughs> no, but you, so so we talk about the uh, can art and the bottle art quite a bit on here, and I think you're right. You know, um. I like the font they use, especially the font down there where it says American Pilsner. That yes. just reminds me of like the movie Juno for some reason. But I, th- <laughs> but I just like it. It looks it looks like it belongs like it looks like an American design, right? Mm-hmm. Um, even Pilsner is a classical German style beer, but you know this is the American version of it, and they've kind of taken done their own thing with it. I will say that for someone who doesn't drink beer a whole lot, that it is very drinkable for me. Like there's certain flavors that are so strong. Like I, I get wanting to have the pal and I've tasted some things that have that little punch to it, but I'm kind of really appreciative that it doesn't have any real strong flavor to it because I feel like if I were going out and I wanted to hang with folks who drink beer, I would pick something like this, you know? So it's a good, it's a good beer for the conversion therapy. Yeah, it, it's actually a, a it's a gateway drug is what you've given me. Yeah, you're welcome. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm like the dealer. I'm the dealer. I gave I gave her her first <laughs> taste for free too, Ray. Oh gosh. Oh, 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 well, good good for you, Mike, for being a stand up citizen. <laughs> <laughs> this is how so, but you know, I, I gotta. I gotta echo you guys on the can art. I really do enjoy it. It's very bright and colorful, and it's eye catching. It got my attention. This was a beer that you sent to me, Mike, 
and I'm, I'm glad you did. I've been looking at my fridge for a few days, and I'm glad I'm getting to crack this open and drink it. Uh, but the flavors in this, though, uh, I'm not a Pilsner guy. doesn't speak to my taste bros. But I like the fact that it's got some bitters in it. It comes in at 39 IBUs. So uh, if I'm not mistaken, that's quite a bit more bitter than your typical Pilsner. And uh, I'm getting some of that wildflower honey in this, um, which for me elevates a Pilsner. I think a Pilsner is like, you know, the hash browns you get in the frozen section of the grocery store. They suck unless you add something to it. Um, <laughs> All right. That's what I feel about Pilsners. And here that honey really and, and the bitters come together and elevate this Pilsner for me. Yeah, I mean, so with the, with the bitterness, the, the hops coming through on a Pilsner is kind of unique. Go ahead, Emily. Mm. Well, I was just going to ask you all a question. Like, is it just me or the more I drink of it, the more defined the flavor becomes? Like I'm tasting it more with more clarity. Maybe it's, it's kind of like subtle. I'm going to say that's the beauty of craft beer. And I think that's the something that I really enjoy is, and I find that more with craft beer than we do a lot of the bigger beers is they take the time to really craft it. Right. And, you know, with some of the bigger beers, what you get is what you get. It's right up front. There's no, there, you know, there's no mistake, but with these, with these beers that have a little bit more effort into them is as you, as you drink them a little bit more, as they get different temperatures, you know, as you, as you eat and drink other things with them, all these other nuances come out. So I think you're, you're right on. I think as you drink it more, you know, you're going to get more used to tasting things, but I think it's also the nuances will come out as well. Well, maybe they shouldn't have named it Tiny Bomb. Maybe it was more of like a landmine. Like when you finally hit it, when it hits you, you just aren't expecting it. Yeah, it's true. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. The more I drink this, the more the, the Bravo hops I'm getting. I'm definitely getting more of those bitter notes. The honey kind of fades. It was definitely a little bit sweeter for me at the at the onset. Um, but you know, the mouthfeel is still the same. I appreciate that, but I'm getting more of that hoppiness front to back. And, uh, that really is making me more of a fan of this because, you know, I'm, a, I'm an IPA guy. I'm a hop head. I like those bitters and I'm getting that. So if I'm going to go for a Pilsner again, in the future, I want one more like this, honestly. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of digging it probably a little bit more than y'all are. Well, what I was going to go back to actually is thinking about like the name. So, you know, we talked about, you know, what we'd name it. And that's something that's also pretty unique to craft beer as well, is, right? It's, it's these different naming. And Tiny Bomb, as far as the name, is fine overall. But you get some of these very unique names and some names that you just – I've seen some crazy names. I think Tiny Bomb I – think, I think Emily's right. I mean, I expect – out of the word Tiny Bomb, I would have expected something different. I would have changed – I would change the name of it. I mean, they're not going to, right? They're not going to say, oh, these guys – and they were guests on a crappier bucket list, oh, you know. But you know, if I had to do it over again, I, I don't. I, I'll say it. I don't think pill. I don't think that's a good name for a pilsner. I don't. You know, I don't care who you are. You know, it's, tiny bomb is. I just expected an explosion or something so unique, and it it, it delivers as a pilsner, but doesn't deliver it under that name. Maybe that's me. That's the marketing ploy. Is that yeah. you're used to a Pilsner being chill, and they're like, maybe if we say it's a tiny bomb, it'll interest them enough to try it. Yeah. Yeah, but well, that's a, it's a tiny bomb. It's not a nuclear not warhead. a big bomb. <laughs> you're right. It's, this, a, it's a tiny, just... 
this is like this is like a black cat firecracker. What is what? <laughs> you know the little firecrackers, the little black cat firecrackers? No. No, they're they're tiny bombs, like literally. They're little firecrackers. Oh, the, little, little, the ones that look like bombs. And they just smoke. No, that's a smoke bomb. No, 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 no. Oh. Uh, it's it's like you you lit and the whole string of them would go pop 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 pop. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> There's those. a brand called Black Cats. Oh. You know, I, I wonder. I mean, maybe that's it. Maybe you should call it Firecracker. Maybe. No, because that sounds even more punchy. But, hmm, yeah, you're right. Does. Yeah. So maybe the name is off a little. Doesn't quite represent yeah. the beer the way they want it to. And uh, and that's fine. I think the beer is still pretty solid. I agree. Um, I'm going to jump, you know, I like the carbonation. Mike. I know that's your thing. Yeah. But for Pilsner, I expect more carbonation out of it. And this totally delivered on that mark. And uh, so for me, I'm going to give it a, a 7.5 out of 10. Pilsners aren't really my thing, but this one's solid. I want to give it a 7.5. What about you guys? I'll let Emily go. <laughs> well, I don't have much reference point, but I really enjoy it. So I'm going to say... Seven point seven five. <laughs> oh, there you go. I, I'm gonna go like Price is Right, so I'm gonna say and one. Mike. No, I'm just kidding. What? Uh, oh, no, I'm just. Wow. I, I'm just. I'm wow. just I, it's a joke. It is a joke. Is you know, I'm trying to make. I'm trying to be funny over here. <laughs> uh, no, so totally. I agree. I'm gonna say. We're trying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. I know. It, you know. Whatever. I got. I got the face for podcasting. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to echo both your comments. So Emily said something I agreed with. It's very crushable and drinkable and you can drink quite a few of them. And then Ray, you said it was pretty good representative of the style, but with the additional hops. So I'm going to, I'm going to agree with both of those things. And I'm going to say, I'll, I'll also get it a 7.5. So we got a seven, five, seven, five and a seven, seven, five. Emily's the first person that's ever rated something on three quarters of a percentage. Three quarters <laughs> of a point. Yeah, at least, at least on our show anyway, yeah. yeah. So that's good, though. I like a change of pace. I like yeah. it. She so, delivered her own tiny bomb. Yeah, so, right. so yeah, Emily, the last thing we do for the beer is we, we try to come up with something we'd eat with the beer. Um, and we, I'll let Ray go first, and then I'll go, and then you can come, you can kind of follow and see what you see what you do. So Okay. Um. Ray, what would you eat with this beer? You know, I was thinking uh, about this um, quite a bit, actually. You know, I'm the foodie of the group, definitely. Um, I want some, you know, rotisserie chicken with this with a nice honey glaze. Uh, I really think the, the the honey and the honey in this, you know, that came out wrong. I think the wildflower honey in the beer would pair well with a food that had maybe a slightly stronger honey flavor. Like the two would really bring out the flavors of each other um, okay. or maybe even some like chicken tenders with some uh, honey mustard. All right. You know, maybe just traditional sides and green beans, corn, maybe some cornbread, just something like that. Just kind of a, you know, Southern style meal, but where, where honey is uh, one of the main focuses of your, uh, of your protein. So I'm going to go in a similar fashion. I'm going to go with a Southern meal. Um, I'm going to say, I want some Nashville hot chicken with this. Uh, specifically some Joella's uh, Nashville Ooh. hot chicken. There you go. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, because I think this beer will help uh, complement uh, that flavor profile you get with that. So, 
Anyway, that's what I would do. Very nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this is the big thing, Emily, is you really got to come up with something No, cool. I've thought about it. I've thought about it. Because for me, the bitters, especially towards the end, because I'm getting towards the bottom now, the bitters have started to, like, speak to me. And I almost want something to complement that. And I feel like something fried, but then on the other hand, something maybe sweet. So, like, like you all said, maybe a southern comfort dish or a really good lasagna with a really strong, robust tomato sauce. I know it sounds crazy, but it just, I would totally, or something with ketchup, like something with tomato. I'm going, I really like the lasagna idea. I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. No, I'm done with that. (laughs) We're we're going to go to Emily's lasagna. In floral tomato sauce. Oh. I make bomb lasagna, which is interesting. It's not tiny bomb. It's it's legit bomb. So, is it the bomb dot com? <laughs> Corny dad bomb joke. Hey, no, I got that from my mom years ago, and I've just held on to it. I've held on to it. It's a Ray good pro- one. Ray, do you remember my mom saying that the bomb dot com? Yes. Oh, I do. Very much so. It would okay, be anything. I still Emily. say it though. I still say it. That's why I'm like. No. A little bit quiet because, like, it's still a thing. <laughs> no, it's it's. I say it a lot. Yeah, we're too. all dating ourselves here. <laughs> yeah, I, I still say it. I'm the queen of corny mom jokes. Oh, Ray is the king of dad jokes. I, I, I do my I do my best. <laughs> Ray, I I don't know. Ray can make dads blush with how corny his stuff is. Yeah, that's what I do. So but Emily, I don't want to pour the. Oh, yes. sorry. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah. So, when when you're making your lasagna, you make the huge dish, right? So you have leftovers for the next day. Absolutely. So I usually what, make enough it, that goes into the large baking pan, and then a, a smaller one as well. So do you is I got it's a very important question I'm about to ask. Okay. Day one lasagna or day two lasagna rewarmed? I'm gonna tell you the truth, like. I think my lasagna tastes really good, hot and fresh out the oven. Okay. Um, but it doesn't lose any shine the next day. So that's it. Lasagna is one of those dishes, like you can. It's it's. I think meatloaf kind of falls in the same category. Is you can go day two or day three, and oh, yeah. it still tastes really dang good. Yeah. No that's depreciation in value. No, it's it's. Yeah. Yeah, it's the best leftovers if you have any. <laughs> yeah, I can the, kill the key, oh, yeah. I thought you were going to ask me like a more like specific question, which is I do something unique in my lasagna. I don't use ricotta cheese. I don't use – some people use things like sour cream and different things. I use cottage cheese in my lasagna. As long as it tastes good, I'm down for whatever. It's incredible. It's incredible. Yeah. So – do you take orders? Absolutely. If you pay, if you pay for the food, I'll cook it. If you clean the dishes, I'll cook even more. Oh, man. <laughs> so we got to, going back to the beer a little bit. We got to seven and a half. The seven and a half. Emily came in on the strong side with a seven seven five, and then I think Emily also one upped us. Uh, she's the one upper today because we you know we were talking about some Southern comfort food, and then she came in with the lasagna idea, and I think she killed it. I think so. 
Yeah, we're, we'll see how she does with the second beer. If she outshines us again, we're not going to have her back. I'm nervous about the second beer. The no, second beer? There's nothing to be nervous about. It's an Irish style. I'm Irish, and it's a red ale. I'm a redhead. It's like there's a snake on it. Like, we'll get there, but I'm I'm nervous. I'm afraid I'm not going to like it, and I, I have finished this other one. I, I'm going to personally guarantee that you'll like the, the next one. Oh, okay, awesome. I don't. I don't know what that means. <laughs> My personal guarantees don't mean a whole lot. Oh. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I would. I would make a bet, but I don't really gamble. So, I, a friendly bet. Friendly bet. Know. All right. All right. So what I do know is this much. So all three of us gave this a solid rating. So it's absolutely going to go on our craft beer bucket list. But before we drive on, y'all, Mike, there's a piece of information that only you have, and I have a question for you. Are you ready? Uh, I guess whether I'm ready or not, you're going to ask it. So go ahead. Welcome back. I am happy to introduce all three of us again. We've got our special guest, Councilwoman Emily Laduser. We have the biggest Ray, and then we got me. And I'm about to show you something, Ray. Or I, not show you. I'm about to listen. You. I don't know. I'm about to do this. Oh, that was solid. Yeah, solid, solid. solid Go ahead, Emily. As a rock. No, after you, Ray. I want to. Best comes last. Oh, fair enough. All right, <laughs> here we go. Whoa, that was a lot better. Okay, anyway. now I'm nervous because <laughs> <laughs> both of yours were awesome. Okay, here goes. That was very crisp. That wasn't bad either. Wasn't bad? It wasn't bad, right? I'm going to say Ray 1, Emily 2, Mike 3. Mm-mm. Ray 1, Mike 2, Emily 3. I lost on that one. Uh, well. Hey, we're all winners in this competition because we have a fantastic beer here by Ghost River Brewing Company, the Riverbank Red, an Irish-style red ale. See? There's no losers in that. Mm, there's no winners in the condiment challenge. I already have comments <laughs> about this beer. Yeah, so Ray, tell us a little bit about the beer, and then we'll dive in. Oh, yeah. Sure. So, again, this is an Irish-style red ale. Um, just like the name suggests, it's uh, it's kind of toasty, you know, red ale. And, of course, they're served best by a body of water. Um, you know, in Memphis, it's brewed less than a mile away from the banks of the Mississippi River. Uh, this is also a, a, an award-winning beer, Mike. Um, it won a silver medal um, at the 2011 GABF, uh, which is a big deal, right? Yeah, the Great um, American Beer, beer was is a big, big deal. That is a huge deal. And also, I, I, like, the, I like the local history here, Mike. Um, this beer was originally brewed for the hometown AAA baseball team, the Memphis Redbirds. And, I, I mean, I just got to say that's probably a, a farm team for the St. Louis Cardinals, right? It's I, I would assume so, but I'm, I'm not a huge baseball fan, so don't catch me lying. <laughs> so this this beer is a lot lighter than I expected it to be. Like it, um, it's got the very light caramel maltiness to it this, as far as the smell and the, the toastiness of that uh, maltiness coming through with some of the taste. Um, it's got a very, very light 
taste from the beginning and it kind of gets a little bit denser in, in the back but overall it's a pretty uh you know light enjoyable taste um and the body is kind of like a medium bodied beer so i mean um i think there's a lot of things to like about this beer um i've had a couple of drinks right now and while y'all are talking i'm gonna drink some more definitely a medium to light bodied beer it's lighter than what I'd expect for a red ale, but that's fine. Um, again, I think this is as for our friend like Emily, a good introductory beer to maybe a new beer style uh, because it is so easy to drink. Um, I like the light caramel malt smell about this. It's very friendly to the nose. Um, and I like that. So, and I like that it's got us more, I'm getting a lot of the toasty notes, right? And uh, those really shine through really well for me. But it makes this kind of fun isn't the word, but it makes it super enjoyable. It's very complex for a beer. What do you think, Emily? I don't know, guys. I think I'm going to veer from your reviews. Um, it tastes like coffee, honey. It tastes coffee. like coffee to coffee. me. Coffee, okay. Um, it, it tastes like... Sometimes the coffee I make for myself, which is has some caramel in it, so that makes sense. It is toasty, but to me, it tastes like a light coffee. Not very, not any creamer in it, like kind of like black but flavored coffee. I'm like failing at the beer game right now. No, no, that's fine. It's 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 fair. I mean, you're letting us know your experience, and uh, there's nothing wrong with that. I preferred the first beer. Oh, man. I even guaranteed this, and now I feel like I've let her down. <laughs> You're not letting me. No, let me, let me just, to qualify it, though, both of them are beers that I wouldn't be upset if someone suggested them at, you know, a bar or whatever, and I tried them. I'm fine with it. It's just by comparison, I think the first one was just more my taste. It made me think of lasagna. Like, that was great. So to kind of follow up with Emily, I'm going to say, you know, because I, I said I was kind of let down with the first one. Because it didn't it didn't surprise me or it didn't, like, it didn't have anything unique about it, right? Mm. I'm going to say I'm let down th- by this one just because I think the flavor could be a little bit more forward. And I think it, 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 you know, when I think of an Irish red, I think of a little bit bolder of a beer. And, you know, I think this one lacks in that department. I think this is drinkable. I think, you know, something like Emily was saying that, you know, if I had this at a bar or somebody gave it to me, I'd be like, all right, you know, I can do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I could, you know, this is something you could take on a float trip and have several. Um, but it's not something I would say, man, if you're going to have an Irish red, you got to have, you know, X or Y. This wouldn't be that X or Y for me. So I have a technical question. The can itself has this little like dent in the lip right there where you drink out of it, kind of to the side. Is that intentional? I don't have a dent, so I don't know. Uh, that's called shipping. No, but it's not um, like a. It's not. It's not yeah. that kind of dent. It's like it looks intentional. I don't see a dent in mine, so I don't know. Oh, okay, I thought maybe it was yeah. a place to rest my bottom lip. <laughs> um, no, I don't. I don't have a dent in my can either. Um, honestly, so that, that happens sometimes it gives it character. 
Yeah, no, I like it. Yeah. So I want to circle back to the beer. I mean, overall, it's all I like. It's a IBUs are light, only twenty five IBUs, and uh, it's five point five percent ABV. So this is totally a crushable beer. You can have a handful of these and and certainly enjoy it. Uh, but I where it doesn't speak to me on the level of it being a uh, an Irish style red, uh, I still kind of like it. It's I don't want to say watered down because that just sounds bad, but it is really light for the style. Yeah. But I, I have a use for that with this beer. I do. So, uh, Ray, what would you? What kind of rating would you give it? So this is not not my favorite. Again, I want something a little more punchy. Um, I would give this one also a seven point five. Uh, and again, super crushable. I, I am enjoying the flavors out of this. Um, you know, we, we've all had you know Killian's Irish Red, right? And uh, so I don't want to say that's like the standard, but that's always where my mind goes first. And it has a lot, a lot of strong flavors there. So I would like a craft beer to excel to that level or above. This one for me, it's really good, but it doesn't quite get there. But still for me, super respectable score, solid 7.5 all day. So I'm, I'm going to echo a lot of what you said. I think it, you know, there's other beers in that category that I think, um, could do better. And so it kind of surprises me that this was a silver medal winner at the GABF. Um, you know, it was in 2011. So that's, you know, that's nine years ago at this point. And, 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 you know, I don't know what's going on with this beer since then. Um, but I just wanted, like I said, I want a little bit more, you know, a little bit more forwardness with some of the flavors. So I'm going to, I like it. I think I can drink it quite a few of it. Um, I'm going to give it a seven. My turn, right? Yeah, it is. So, to put it into context for your listeners, you know, the I'm comparing it to the first one, really, and that's it in a lot of ways because it's real time. And I'm gonna give it a five point three 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 three, like five and a third. And it's I, I'm just I think I had high expectations for it because it's Irish and I'm Irish and I was like, okay, I'm an Irish broad. I come in with a paying pow poom and it didn't give me any kind of bang pow anything. So, and it tasted like coffee to me. <laughs> so 5.33333. So Emily, what would you, so, you know, with that, is this a beer that you could uh, pair with some kind of food? I could if I had to. It would probably be like a breakfast food, though, because it tastes like coffee to me. It's a coffee beer. You get a breakfast. It's a coffee. I need a Danish. I need a Danish. I need an egg sandwich. Egg sandwich with some cheese and bacon. Yes. Man. Bacon, egg, and cheese croissant. That's what I would eat with this because I would need something that that's like a, a – one of my favorite breakfast sandwiches. Actually, it probably is the, my favorite of all time. So I would need something to carry this drink. Hey, all right. Yeah. I'm, Was that uh, savage? Am I being savage about the beer? No, you're being honest. Yeah, we want honesty. Okay, good. Yeah. I. You know, here's the deal. And I, I think our listeners probably already know this is, um, you know, Ray and I are, are honest about beers, and I think that, that we both come at it from different angles, and so do you. 
but we give people honest reviews. Um, and so nor what we try to do, Emily, what we try to do is we try to pick beers that we're going to like so that when, when we get them on here and we try them, we already know they're a step above some other ones, right? Like we're never going to bring a Coors right. Light on here, or maybe we should, we yeah. should do an all, all, all cheap beer day or something. I don't know, but we try to bring on beers and some, you know, some beers just aren't as good as other ones. And sometimes, you know, despite what we try to do, we, we try to get, I mean, if I could get all tens on here all the time, that'd be great. We always have a great experience every Monday, but sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, you get, a, you get an honest review from all of us and we all have different taste buds and we all have different opinions and that's the beauty of it. So, you know, some, you know, Ray gave it a seven and a half, you gave it a little over a five and that's because you're two different people and that's the beauty of it. You know, it's kind of like a, right. you know, the, the diversity of craft beer drinkers and that's, that's what it's all about. I love it. Yeah. Trust me, if I if, if I gave each of you the beer I consider to be a 10 out of 10, I don't think either one of you would rate it a 10 out of 10. So, Are you allowed you to go. say what your 10 out of 10 is? I've got several. Um, mm. So we'll talk. We'll come back to that. Let's talk about food pairings real quick. Ray? Yeah, so for me, I want to keep this in Memphis, Mike. Um, like, I want to go down in the basement of Rendezvous and have a full rack of baby back ribs, all dry rub, no sauce, and just enjoy a couple of these beers, however many it takes me to get through a full rack. That's what I want with this. All right. Oh, my God. I want some ribs now. <laughs> man. Love that dry rub at Rendezvous, man. It's just like, mm. So I'm going to go a little bit different than either of you. I'm going to say this is a very light beer. I think this is a beer I could enjoy at a St. Louis Cardinals or Memphis Redbirds game. And I think you need a, you need a ballpark hot dog while you're doing that. Mm. Um, so, you know, just, you know, a ballpark hot dog and maybe just with just mustard on it. You know what I mean? So keep it simple. Uh, yeah. Keep it very simple. Um, and, and leave it. I'll leave it at that. So, so overall we've got a, a, a a seven, a seven and a half, and a five, three, 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 three. Um, we'll come back to that. Um, I, I think that's overall what, what it's saying to us is this is a pretty, uh, you know, middle of the road beer. So it's not a bad beer, but it's definitely middle of the road. Uh, and I think it's one of those that you can you can probably put this in a few different situations and it would perform well just because of its drinkability and its light flavor. That absolutely. That was poetic. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it absolutely has its place on the craft beer bucket list. I encourage folks to try this beer uh, before they die. I, I think it has a place. Definitely recommend it to other people and uh, let them decide for themselves. I liked it. Not my favorite, but I still liked it. Yeah. So, Emily, you ask, you know, what are some of my top beers, right? Yeah. I, so I think the some of the best beers I've had – um, are the, the big, heavy stouts. So, um, a a brewery here locally, um, uh, rock house brewing has one called coconut monolith. That's really good. And then, um, ethereal brewing. Oh, heck now it's, oh, Baba Yaga series is a big, heavy, dark stout with different, they have different versions of that. But the one, a lot of people can get uh, in a lot of places, is the prairie bomb 
it's a Prairie Artisan Ales. It's actually out of Tulsa, and that's it's it's no no bias because I was actually not living in Tulsa when I had it, and it is just a heavy duty stout. I mean, it'll punch you. Um, so that's typically what I go for, and a lot of people the the flavor is too much. Yeah. Um, but beyond that, I was sitting here looking at my untapped ratings as we're going through here, and some of that. So I'm trying to look at um, some of the beers that you know are not stouts. Um, so it looks like if I, if I look through here and I'm looking at higher ratings, um, I really like Oktoberfest beers and Bach beers, both German style beers. Um, so it looks at, you know, more of those traditional styles. I've got several Bach beers rated at five. Um, I got a winter lager, a couple of, you know, it's a wit beer. So I like wit beers as well. Um, I'll tell you what though, something that surprises a lot of people when I tell them this is I really like pumpkin beers. Mm. I really do. Yeah. I, I just think they're, you know, if you find a good pumpkin beer, you, I mean, it's the pumpkin barrel L by Lexington brewing is a pumpkin beer aged for a short time in bourbon barrels. And those combination of flavors are almost just right. I've never had so. a pumpkin beer. Mm, I get down on some pumpkin ale too, Mike. Yeah. You, Emily, you'll have to try one. It'll change your life. I would love to try one. It sounds yeah. amazing the way you describe it. So, uh, I think it's time we pepper Emily with some Q&A, Ray. I think so, Mike. Lead the charge. Emily. Yes. You're a city council member. You're a city councilwoman for Berea, Kentucky. How has that experience changed your life? And like the Reader's Digest version, I guess. Whoa, that's that's a huge yeah. question. <laughs> How has it changed my yeah, life? Yeah, like some some small things, you know. Okay, little little things. Um, it's helped me be more confident speaking in public, hands down. It's um, I've gotten to understand how media works, and also just uh, the sad end of it is that I now see just how corrupt it all is <laughs> which which sounds horrible but what I mean is just you know if you think it's bad it's probably worse than you imagine and the sad part is you can't really speak on it because nobody wants to hear negativity all the time right sure um, so you're kind of left to to the powers that be and if you're someone like me, who is a common dissenter, um, then you're kind of left out of conversations and and kind of just flailing through the whole thing and figuring out your way. So um, I've learned the importance of being overprepared for things, and uh, I guess I'll, I'll that's that's a Reader's Digest version. Sweet. Ray, what about you? What would you like to know? I have many questions. No, I have I have many. I'm trying to rate the, the most important questions, the one that will invoke the most thought to myself and our listeners, Mike. Okay. Can I ask another? And, uh, I ask one more that's kind of fun? Sure. Uh, Emily, what's your favorite movie and a little bit of why it's your favorite movie? My favorite movie... 
is called Bell, and it is a British timepiece film that is based on a true story about a young mixed-race girl who was born to a white diplomat and a black female slave, and both of her parents ultimately die, and she ends up living with her white grandparents. Her grandfather is basically a Supreme Court justice, and he is charged with hearing a case about slaves who have been dumped out at sea, and the owners are trying to claim insurance because they've lost their product. And so he has, he's left with this existential question of, is human life even uh, something insurable in that, in that way? Um, I won't spoil the end of it, but anyway, it's, it's, a, it's a combination of historical stuff, but there's also a love story in it. I love the romance part of it, and I love British timepieces. So that it started out as a fun question, but it's a it's a pretty serious movie. But I really love it. It's my favorite. No, I, yeah, that's a lot more serious than I. I <laughs> I'm sorry. Which, which is, no, that's no, that's fine. I it's mean, fine. That, it, the correct answer was uh, Spaceballs. Anyway, um, <laughs> the <laughs> you should have asked me for my favorite funny movie or my favorite light movie. No, well, I want you to be honest, and I think that right now, you know, that movie. Uh, speaks to you know a lot more things going on you know right now we're in the middle of the the COVID-19 uh, you know the the Black Lives Matter movement has gained a lot of steam for a lot of what's going on yeah. so I think you know for a lot of different reasons the movie that you're talking about um, is especially important for people to hear um, you know you and I've never seen it. yeah I can say I've never seen it but now it's on my radar um, and I and I will watch it um, you know, and we make jokes all the time, you know, like Spaceballs is one of my favorite movies, but, you know, the, the, the other part of it is, you know, we want you to be real. And, you know, I think that'll connect with people too. So, um, I know I just, I added a movie to my list just now. So. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. So it's your turn, Ray. I don't want to ask a question now. Why? Cause I'm too serious. <laughs> I'm really a lighthearted person. <laughs> No, it's like, man, it's it's that's that's a tough act to follow, and you're totally fine. So my my thought provoking question is, uh, do you prefer beef or mutton in your shepherd's pie? Um, <laughs> beef. Okay, no, that's, that's fair. It's Ray. Ray, you got to answer the question yourself. I mean, <laughs> I know I prefer mutton in a shepherd's pie. Uh, I, no shame in saying that. Um, I was just, just curious there. And then also, do you do you put malted vinegar on your uh, fish and chips? No, absolutely not. I don't. I don't like vinegar flavor, even the slightest bit, really. Like, and I will take apple cider vinegar sometimes because it's healthy for you. But fish and chips, I'm eating it plain, and hopefully the batter has been seasoned very well. There you go. <laughs> or, and you're going to hate me for this, either with ketchup or cocktail sauce. I did not expect that. 
I, yeah, I love yeah, tomato I sauces. <laughs> wow. All right. So she likes the uh, the the acidity. Yeah. yeah. I, would, I would assume. Yeah. No, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, you know, I just had a bunch of cocktail sauce tonight uh, for my family. I I boiled some uh, some snow crab legs, mm. and also had some jumbo shrimp. And you know what? The jumbo shrimp, you know, the peel and eat. You got to have that cocktail sauce. There's just something you magical have to. about that. Oh my god, I could eat so many of them. And crab legs yeah. with butter, garlic butter. Oh my gosh, you all are making me hungry. So I'm gonna be a jerk right now, and the listeners unfortunately aren't going to get to see this, but I'm gonna to Facebook message us. A, a photo of dinner tonight <laughs> and you can just take a look at that oh my gosh <laughs> i hate you so much right now i'm i'm sorry oh, but your crab legs now listen i can slay some crab legs you're missing a lot of season on even just the shell i like to put a lot of seasoning when i like broil my crab legs because as you're eating it, it gets on your fingers, it gets in the butter, and it it just adds even more punch to it. You should try it. Like some old no, no. bay and, and, you know, powdered onion and stuff. Right. No, so on these, admittedly, no, I just boil these in hot water. Uh, there's a lot of shellfish. I absolutely go to work with all the seasonings. And, and, and for seeing, like, especially mud bugs or crawdads. Um, I like them hot and full of flavor, like hot, like spicy hot. Like I want to cry mm-hmm. when I, when I'm sucking the juice out the head of those. Yeah. Um, so, but no, the crab, the snow crab, especially I, I tend to go, um, just, just some butter, maybe a little garlic in the butter, uh, but I want the flavor of the crab to shine through because it is such a mild flavor, but I, I'm absolutely with you, man. I like some of those big punchy, you know, strong, spicy stuff on some other seafood varieties. Well, and I know I make a, a shrimp like a shrimp stir fry that's really spicy and hot. And I use either beer or Pinot Grigio Mm. to, you know, I reduce it and it becomes like a sauce, a really spicy, hot sauce. Oh, y'all are going to have me after I get off here, I'm going to go cook some five course meal in here. Oh, there you go. Make sure to send us some pictures. At least me anyway. (laughs) I love to look at the foods. Emily, so if so, people if they, if they're interested in seeing what you're all about, as far as you know your um, social media presence, how how can they find you on the different social medias, or what social medias do you have out there? Um, so I'm mostly on. I do a lot of stuff on Facebook from my Facebook page, but I'm on IG. I'm on Twitter. Um, IG and Twitter is at Emily Forberia, all words, um, really simple. And you can look me up, Bria City Councilwoman Emily Lodisser on Facebook. Um, if you're cool, you can look for me personally, and I might add you. <laughs> but if I think you're going to troll me or, you know, um, you know, my personal page, I try to reserve it for f- true friends and people that I know. And because I, I share my family and my kids and, and more. Inner, inner circle. Yeah. Yeah. And and I share some of the same stuff. I kind of use social media for more um, dissemination of information. And with a few, like, Twitter is maybe more peppered with fun stuff, and sometimes I post music. But the other stuff has kind of become more serious because of what I do. Yeah. And what we'll do is uh, when we post this podcast, we'll, we'll have in the description, um, we'll have a lot of those links to where people can find you. 
Um, and what, what I'll do is before we let Emily ask a question of us, um, I'll say, you know, the, you know, if you, if you're looking for somebody that's, um, up and coming, doing great things, I think that, uh, Emily, and there's others that are, that are kind of, uh, you know, her comrades in this is I think they're, they're fighting for the right cause and they're doing the right things. And I think, um, you know, when, when I see their stuff, I'm like, hell yeah. And I would encourage everybody to follow and support her and, and the folks that are, you know, fighting that good fight with her. Thank you. That means a lot. Yeah. So, so that's the serious stuff. Um, so what serious <laughs> stuff do you have for us? <laughs> oh, geez. Um, so, okay. Now that you've gotten a sense of my flavor palette with the beers, the two beers, and I'll add in there the two beers that you threw in, Mike. There was one with the coffee, hated it. Yeah. The other one, I loved it. I forget. Was what that it the was. citrus station? Yes. Okay. So yeah. now that you know my flavor palette, give me, and I'm going to try this. Okay, so give me a beer that I can get here or like in Richmond or somewhere nearby um, that you think I would love. Both of you, give me one. <laughs> I'm, so because of what you, you like in the lighter beers, um, so you're, you're just down the street from Dreaming Creek. Yes. I think that they have a couple of different beers that you would probably enjoy. Um, so the, the citrus station you got is actually a you know citrus variant of their station one, which is a Pilsner, which is the same type of beer as we drink first, the tiny bottle. Oh. So as far as beer genre, it's gonna be in the same it's gonna be in the same category. I think the station one is gonna be very light, not as you know, there's not gonna have that honey to it, but it maybe have a more a little bit more of a full flavor. Um, and then there's, you know, sometimes they'll have, uh, the, their Belgian blonde and some other ones, but that's one that I would think you could, I mean, you can go down the street and get it right. Uh, you know, yeah. 10 minutes away from you. I think the one that's here in Kentucky that is a little bit more widely distributed that you can get your hands on, uh, is Cougar Bait, uh, by Country Boy. I've tried um, and, that. And I'm not a big fan. Uh, so, and, and, okay. But that's what a lot of people that like the light beers tend to gravitate toward Cougar Bait. Um, and then, you so the other one that I've tried recently that I really like, what's oh, that? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, go ahead. Um, sour monkey. Well, that, if you like sour beers, it's a whole world out there. Um, and that's a victory beer. Um, so, and, and, and that's a very, very popular sour beer cause it's very good. Um, what do you mean by victory beer? That's the brewery. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. See, I'm so lost. I hope people are learning a lot from my um, <laughs> lack of knowledge. <laughs> v Victory makes, in fact, Victory makes a really good Pilsner too um, that you can get your hands on and it's widely distributed. So um, I want to say it's just called Victory Pils, P-I-L-S. Um, but they're, they're a solid brewery and I think you'd like that beer too. Um, as far as sours, man, I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm not a traditionally good, I'm not a traditional sour fan. Like a lot of the sours, I'm just like, eh. I had recently, I had West Six Lemonade Sour, uh, which is a sour with raspberry in it. So it's like a raspberry lemonade. Really, really took me off guard. I really enjoyed it. And then Braxton Labs, which is out of Northern Kentucky, is doing a lot with uh, sours with lactose in them. Um, so I had one that was like a, a blueberry strudel that was really good. Uh, so it has that creaminess, uh, just, you know, just like a strudel would. 
Um, it's got the street, the, the creaminess and then the sourness to it. So I think there's a lot out there. Um, but I, I asked think, you know, for one beer and you gave yeah. me like 10. Yeah. I, I would, I would <laughs> say, yeah, I'll let me go. I have one beer, one. And okay. this is one that will be featured uh, later on in season two. But the Key Lime Pie Gosse by Rockhouse Brewing, and I believe that's in Lexington. So that, that's a great beer, but it's okay. seasonal. I don't think you can get that again for a while. Oh. Well, it gives her but, something to look forward to. But Emily, <laughs> Emily that, beer, that, beer, that beer was awesome. Oh, wow. You both really like it. Yeah. It's yeah, really I, I don't want to give it away, but we both gave that a stellar review. I have no problem saying that, but I want folks to listen and, and hear what we have to say about it. But we both gave it really, really good words. Yeah. Well, so, okay, so Hella good question. Do you all tend to have the same kind of palate? Like, do you all like the same stuff or do you vary greatly? I'll let Ray go first. So... <laughs> Our, our favorite beers, the beers that Mike and I tend to gravitate, gravitate to, are very different. Uh, Mike is very much into uh, porters and stouts, where I'm very much an IPA guy. I, I prefer very bold, bitter flavors. Um, you know, be, because of the podcast and Mike, you know, pointing me to other beers, I've, I've really started to gravitate towards some of those other styles. I enjoy a porter and a stout much more than I used to, um, but I'm still very much an IPA guy. That's my go-to. So, but I think that gives us diversity in the podcast because we have such different, right. you know, preferences and we take very different approaches to beer. It gives us, uh, you know, varying views. It's like, I, I don't know how else to say that. For sure. Yeah, okay. My last question. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Mike. Okay. What, what, no, what I was going to say is, you know, on top of that is the other thing that we do. So he's right. We have our own styles, but. I think on a podcast, we drink a lot more IPAs and pale ales and stuff like that, because that's where a lot of the emphasis is in the, you know, the, the creativity right now in craft beer is the different styles of New England IPAs, the regular IPAs, the brewed IPAs, all that. That's where a lot of the creativity is coming from right now. And so that's where we tend to get a lot more of our newer, different beers. And I think that's, that's shifting a little bit over into lagers and stouts. But um, recently, you know, we drink a lot of IPAs because, simply because that's where a lot of the different beers are getting pushed out by the breweries. Um, and, and we're seeing a shift, but um, I, I think the only beer that I kind of shy away from is a real strong sours. Uh, I've had a couple of sours that, and I won't, I mean, I'm not going to pull any punches here. Just when I drank it, it tasted like I was throwing up in my mouth. Oh, and yeah. And it, you know, and I, I remember having a brown sour and I won't say who it was from, but I mean, I took a drink of that and I was like, uh, this is the most disgusting thing ever. Um, but that's me. Right. And and that's what I'm saying. I'm not going to say the brewery's name or anything like that. That's my taste. Um, on the other hand, um, since we've been drinking a lot more of the IPAs and whatnot, uh, you know, and I know Ray loves them is I've kind of gotten a little bit more, uh, in a tune in tune with some of those flavors and such. So, um, you know, I'm not going to say it's IPAs are my favorite style of beer but i've gotten to like them a lot more cool that was good um so my finale question for both of you um since you put me on the spot about it but i'm gonna twist it a little bit what's the best movie you last watched so 
that could be your favorite movie of all time, but the the best movie that you have most recently watched. Ray, I'll let you go first. Six Underground. Tell us what's that what's that about? Um the best way for me to describe this movie is kind of a mix between oh gosh, how do I say this? It's a kind of a cross between uh, Deadpool and Mission Impossible. Oh my god, that sounds awesome. Yeah, it is. It's a uh, and of course this isn't a paid endorsement. I'm a YouTuber and my right. channel's monetized, so I have to say that constantly. Um but it's a uh, it's a Ryan Reynolds movie and it's kind of uh, one of those ploy where he gets a secret team of people they they've all died um in if for fake right but they're still alive they fake their deaths and they become an underground group of vigilantes that goes out and takes out the bad guy if you will you don't want to give the whole movie away right um, and of course it's another movie with a love story so they put a twist in there but there's so many just crazy um you know action scenes and explosions and Ryan Reynolds' awesomeness. Uh, I was truly entertained for, I think, 96 minutes and 32 seconds, however long the movie was. And it's a Netflix special, so you know they had the budget to make it awesome. And at least for me, it delivered. Ryan Reynolds is so excellent, and Deadpool is one of my favorite movies. Mike? So the the, the most recent thing that I saw on TV is not – so I'm going to have a two-part answer here. I recently saw the Dave Chappelle special on net or on YouTube. Um, you know, it's about the George Floyd Mm -hmm. situation and all that. And, um, I'm telling you that I, you know, and I'm not a super emotional dude, but, uh, not that I was just crying, but I had tears in my eyes, you know, and, and Dave Chappelle, um, and I've always thought he was funny. Right. Right. And, um, as I've gotten older and I think as he's gotten older, um, a little bit of his genius and his, his, his way of crafting what he's saying has really come and really shined a lot brighter, but the way he, he talked about things and the way he said things, it, it, it broke my, it broke my heart and opened my eyes. Mm. Um, and I think that's very important. Um, so I'm going to sit there and say that right up front. I think it's, uh, I think I I could see a lot of people disagreeing with him and how he approaches things. Right. And, and I, that's fine. But the way he tells the story, like I said, it broke my heart. And and, it, and with a lot of stuff going on right now, my heart's, you know, just kind of been broken a lot. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to, I'm going to shift gear. So I think everybody should go out and watch that like right now. I, I second um, that Mike. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm going to shift gears away from that uh, as far as movie goes um, and I've talked about it uh, before on the podcast, I believe, but I'm a big science nerd. Um, and, and I don't know if it was, um, you know, I, I like watching these movies that'll kind of bend your mind a little bit. So the uh, Interstellar was probably the, the most recent movie that I was like, you know, kind of in awe of and, and what I did. And so I listen to a lot of different science podcasts and I read a lot of different science articles on, you know, different science journals and, you know, all this other stuff I, I keep up with and I don't understand it all. Full disclosure, some of that stuff is way over my head when they talk yeah. about black holes and neutron stars and all this other stuff, right? And different dimensional stuff. Um, but when Interstellar came out and, and not that it's all super accurate, 
but it's it's probably one of the most accurate of movies and some of the things they try to do to show you like space time and and interdimensional stuff and all that that they can you know it's some some stuff that some very serious science stuff and the deeper you dig into it the more fascinating it is and um, I'm usually not a Matthew McConaughey fan and not that I don't like him I just don't a lot of the movie roles he plays I'm just like eh I don't either so uh, there's two movies I like him in and it's the Dallas Buyers Club and then Interstellar and you know wow um, so the only I have to say the only reason I I watched Interstellar to begin with was because of Jessica Chastain right um she she's a she's she's my celebrity one of my celebrity crushes with uh, Bryce Dallas Howard um so but anyway <laughs> big tangent there it just it just it blew my mind and how they 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 were able to put on screen some of these these very abstract concepts um that I've read about and you know and and I like I said I know they're not exactly correct in how they portrayed some of it but the, the way they stepped into that really blew my mind. And, uh, and it still does, you know, like even today I was reading about, you know, the collapsing of a neutron star and how they, they're not sure how they're measuring gravitational waves coming and going and all that. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking like, what, you know, like, wow, yeah. I am, you know, and same thing with that Wyatt Washington seller. I'm just like, I'm amazed. People are very smart. So that's, and I, I haven't watched that movie super recently, but that's a, that's a movie that changed really changed how I look at the world. It's like that um, diagram, right? Where it's like the things you know, and then the circle that's a little bit bigger, the things you know you don't know, and then the bigger circle that's like incredibly big, and it's the things you don't know that you don't know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and I, you know, when I get into deep conversations, you know, not on a podcast, it's some of the stuff that comes out of that, like some of the stuff they can prove exists, but they can't, you can't see it, but they can prove it like mathematically and with science blows my mind, blows my mind. All right. So we need to wrap this up. Do you have any other final thoughts? We're going on really long here. I mean, just thanks for having me on. I'm sure I'm not your traditional guest, but I've really enjoyed myself and it was just awesome. Thanks you both. Oh, absolutely. You know what? Um, we don't have a traditional guest. We've had, we've had a good variety of people, and I think that's the fun. Uh, I mean, is you get a variety of folks and you introduce people to different folks, right? Right. Um, uh, Emily Laduser, uh, Berea City Councilwoman, will post her stuff, uh, her con, her social media contact stuff, so people can go check you out. Um, and we hope they do. Um, beyond that, um, we tried the Wiseacre Tiny Bomb, a Pilsner, um, the Ghost River Riverbank Red, which is an Irish style red ale. Um, both gave them very solid scores. I think they both could go on the craft beer bucket list. Um, and we've got some great food pouring, food pairings to go with that. Um, so overall, Emily, thank you so much for being our guest. I think we have great beers. Ray, I'll let you take us out to social medias. And I appreciate everybody for tuning in to our season two kickoff, our summer kickoff, whatever you want to call it. This is awesome. Thank you. Absolutely. So thank you, Emily. Also, I super appreciate you taking the time to join us tonight. Glad you were here. And everybody, yes, this is our summer kickoff. We officially launch season two on Tuesday, June the 30th at 7 a.m. Everywhere you find your podcasts, Apple, Google, Stitcher, just wherever. Be sure to tune in, share with your friends and families. As always, we link 
the social medias and the websites for the breweries and the beers that we feature in every episode. Also, take the time to look us up on social media. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook as well. Drop us a comment if you like the show. If you don't like it, drop a comment anyway. Let us know what we can do better. And as always, please continue to send us pictures of the beers that you guys are trying. Be sure to tag us in those. And please remember to drink local and never drink and drive. And have a great day, everybody. We look forward to seeing you in Season 2. Have a good one, everybody. Be safe. Adios. Bye.